Hello and welcome to the Dime Alive podcast. I'm your host, Aloise Surfleet Middleton. Each week I show you how to build a life in alignment with your soul. I interview top thought leaders changing the world with their work. And I also show you how you can build a life in alignment with your soul, do your dharma, be happier, healthier, live longer and have a deep sense of unshakable inner peace. So without further ado, let's dive into the next podcast. Today I talked to David Lyon. He is a magician who has basically gone down the mystic and psychic path and what you'll hear in today's episode is some really simple things that you can implement in your life to essentially be on that highest optimal timeline we all take life far too seriously and we really should be moment to moment following what truly truly excites us and david shares why so i'll see you on the other side so hello and welcome to the Dharma Live podcast. I'm your host, Aloise Surfley Middleton. And this week I bring you a psychic and a mystic. David Lyon, welcome to the Dharma Life podcast. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. This man has many, many hats. Uh, I was checking out his Instagram and I just loved the way he came across, his energy, his vibe, the fact that he has transitioned from a magician into a psychic and a mystic. So I knew we had to get you on the podcast. So. <laughs> For sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to dive in. I'm, I'm an open book, so whatever you want to ask. <laughs> oh, you might regret that question. <laughs> <laughs> Do, do you mind telling, just sharing with our audience who maybe haven't come across your work a little bit more about who you are and what you're doing in the world? Yeah, for sure. Um, well, I'm someone who really cares about living life lightly. And so, you know, I'm someone who experiences a lot of ease, a lot of liberation, a lot of flow in my life, a lot of aliveness. And so I love to share those things with others. And it just so happens that I'm a mystic as well, and I'm passionate about spiritual gifts and making those things very practical and simple for people, you know, because a lot of times when people look up spiritual teachings or about stuff, more stuff about their psychic abilities or about channeling, it's not very grounded. It's, you know, sometimes it can come off very fluffy, as I call it, you know, and so something I'm very passionate about is, you know, communicating in such a way that, you know, my grandmother could understand it, you know, in that way it's, it's very coherent and, and digestible. And so um, that's a big part of what I do is I connect people to their spiritual gifts, um, show them how to get a direct connection with source and communicate with their guides and ETs and, and read energy fields and all these things, all as a side effect of the path of ascension that they're on. And so I call this all living magic, which for me, um, living magic is my word instead of 5D. You know, a lot of people sure. say 5D. Mm -hmm. I say living magic because it's a little bit more simple and that's the opposite of living struggle. Mm, nice. I love that idea of living on a daily basis, your magic. Yes, absolutely. It's, uh, it's all about discovering where magic meets life. Mm. And can you talk me through your transition? Because has life, usually if we have a life of ease and flow, it hasn't always looked that way. <laughs> so. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, 
how much time do you have? <laughs> <laughs> Pivotal um, moments, please. <laughs> yes, for sure. Um, so, you know, like you said, obviously it wasn't always this way. And, you know, and just to clarify, you know, when I say my life is full of ease and flow and, and inspiration and stuff, I'm not saying that it's uh, absent of challenge. There's, mm. definitely, there's definitely still challenge in my life, you know, but the challenge is, is exciting. It's fun. It's not, it's not, uh, it doesn't have a texture of suffering to it. You know, so, so just wanted to make that clear. And also, so in, t- in terms of my, my path and my transition, um, man, how do I summarize this? So the short story <laughs> is that when I was a kid, I was always, I, I came into this life very awake, you know, um, very, um, my, my gifts were already very developed and, and I didn't know that they were gifts. And, you know, and I was fortunate enough to have the mom that I do, who's just very loving and supporting. And she was always just whatever makes you happy. And so, you know, like most people, I, you know, I grew up and eventually I went through my, my ego days and um, I lost myself a little bit and lost touch with my gifts and, and had amnesia for um, that world. And through my journey, I eventually became a street magician and a street hypnotist. And I was, you know, and I was an entertainer, essentially. I was inspired by David Blaine. And I wanted mm-hmm. to be like, I wanted to be like him. But for me, it was really my way of trying to find a way to connect with others, you know, because I felt so insecure, um, because I was so heavily bullied when I was younger, and I felt invisible, I didn't have many friends. So it was it was just a way to connect at the time. And um, that took me pretty far. You know, it, it, I started to get into the celebrity world and perform on TV and for different celebrities and whatnot. However, no matter how high I climbed in that world, I always felt empty, you know, and it was like I was achieving every single thing that my mind wanted to achieve. And my life tells you you should achieve as well. Exactly. Yeah. You know, I was, I was achieving all those things thinking that they were going to lead to fulfillment Mm. and, 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 then there was a day where I achieved my, my biggest dream that I, that I thought was my biggest dream at the time, which is I wanted to meet Drake and perform for Drake and, and do all those things. And, and I did. And, and then after doing it, the next day was just another day, you know, and I still felt empty. I still felt void. And, um, and so I ended up asking myself a pretty big question that I believe opened up the doors of synchronicity for me mm-hmm. where I asked myself, I'm like, okay, everything I'm doing, everything I'm doing, I'm accomplishing, you know, everything I've set my mind to I've, I've done. So this isn't about what am I not doing? I asked myself in life, I'm like, what am I not seeing? You know, what is it I'm not seeing? And that whatever it was in that question seemed to open up these doors of synchronicity. And then all of a sudden all these ancient Egyptian teachings started to fall in my lap. Um, specifically the the law of one, uh, which mm, is the raw yeah. the raw material. Yeah. Yeah, we've had and, Aaron uh, Abacut on the show as well, who obviously teaches oh, the law of one. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. So so that book was very much a catalyst for me. It started to teach me um, spiritual teachings, and then eventually I would meet a mentor who was my first experience of a psychic. And this is a pretty interesting story. I think people will appreciate. It. So. At this point in my life, I was about 25 years old, and I and so it was in so it was about 2012, and um, I was the type of person in that time where 
I was, I'd become a, a charming asshole to put it light, <laughs> to put it lightly. I was very arrogant. I was very full of myself and, and I was still pretty empty in life. You know, like I was finding spiritual teachings, but I hadn't found fulfillment. And then I had heard about, I had heard about this guy who lived in my city who um, was supposedly an energy healer, which mm. I did not believe in whatsoever. Mm, I like uh, it. Supposedly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was like, Oh, an energy healer. Right. Sure. And, um, you know, and I was dating this girl at the time who kept telling me she was seeing demons. She was like, I'm seeing demons. I'm seeing demons. And I thought she was nuts. I thought it was just a cry for attention. And, you know, and it just happened so often that eventually I was like, okay, you know what? We got to We got to do something about this. I heard about this energy healer guy. He's crazy. You're crazy. Let me put two crazy people together <laughs> and see, and see what happens. That was, that was literally my sure. life those days. <laughs> and, and so sent him a text. I'm like, would like to come see you. Girlfriend seeing demons. He's like, yeah, sure. No problem. Just come over. I'm like, and he didn't ask me a single question. I was like, this is just a regular Tuesday for him, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and so we went to his house and I remember I had this thought of what he might, might look like. You know, I'm like, I'm picturing this older guy with a beard and crystals and a tie dye shirt. And we arrived at his house and I'll never forget when I opened the door or when he opened the door, he was just a regular looking dude wearing track pants and eating a pop tart. <laughs> and he was just, just like, yeah, come on in. <laughs> and, and what was beautiful about this experience was we walked into his, um, his healing room, which was just his guest room where he had a massage table set up and a sofa. I sat on the sofa and he asked my girlfriend to lie down on her back on the massage table. And I was just watching. I'm like, okay, cool. And he tells her to, to close her eyes. And as she closes her eyes, he stands um, beside her. He closes his eyes and he starts to wave his hands above her body, almost like a chakra DJ, mm. you know? And it's, so he's doing these things. And me as a performer, as an entertainer, I'm going like, wow, this is a great performance. Like, you know, sure. bravo. It's a bit skeptical. Yeah, that's it. Oh yeah, I, I was completely not believing anything. But then at some point, as he was waving his hands above her, like for example, he would go uh, just above her chest and then he would raise his hand a little bit and her chest would bulge out. And I'm looking, I'm like, what the fuck? Ooh. You know, I don't, I don't know if I can swear on here. You bad. just did, it's <laughs> fine. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> and, and, um, and, you know, so I'm looking at that. I'm like, I'm like, how did that happen? And then he goes near her head and pulls to the side and her head goes to the side. And I'm just looking at this and I'm like, I can't see a trick. I can't figure mm. out how this is done. Mm. And I'm like, I'm like, what is happening? And then all of a sudden, as he's like pulling things out of her, her face starts to turn red. She goes into this clear state of rage where she looks like she's going to like have an outburst. Then all of a sudden she breaks down crying for about wow. five seconds. And then just there's this palpable sense of peace in the room. Like she just released something. Yeah. And, wow. and I was, I was just there like, what just happened and so finally he finished up and he's like okay you could open your eyes now and he said something that really landed for me he was like so the reason why you were experiencing demons on the outside is because you had suppressed inner demons on the inside that you were ignoring and so they had to manifest as a certain reflection so that you would pay attention to it so that you can have the growth that's coming for you whoa and i was just like that's logical i can accept that that makes sense to me you know, and didn't think much of it. And I was just like, cool, thank you. Paid him his money. And as I was about to leave, 
all of a sudden he closed his eyes and he turns to me and he's just like, we have information for you. <laughs> and in my head, I was just like, who the heck is we? <laughs> you know, I'm like, it's just me and you in here, buddy. <laughs> and he, you know, little did I know this was a channeling state. And all of a sudden he began to read me. And he was like, he's like, you think you're this macho, impressive ma uh, magician who's a celebrity who gets women and this, that, the, the other. But really, the real you is soft and sensitive and is meant to help people. And you have unique gifts and abilities that are similar to mine and so on and so forth. And in that moment, I didn't, I didn't know what he was talking about as far as the gifts and abilities yet, but what he most gave me in that moment was resonance. It was, it was the first time in a long time I had felt so seen in mm -hmm. spaces that I forgot about myself. Like I had rejected my soft, sensitive mm -hmm. side and all that Beautiful. stuff. So I forgot that was even there. And so what he most gave me was this distinction between who I thought I was and who I truly was leaving me with the idea that the sooner I let go of who I think I need to be, the sooner mm -hmm. I become more of who I truly am again, which just so happens to be the first step to unlocking your psychic gifts. It's, it's going back to your soul's true personality, which is your soul's radio station where your gifts uh, reside. And so that was how the journey began for me. And obviously there was a lot of unfolding from there. Love it. Oh my God, that is a brilliant pivotal moment story. Like if that doesn't make you kind of sit up and take notice, then nothing will really. Oh yeah. Yeah. And you know, and, and honestly, and it was, it was kind of, I wasn't into numerology at the time, but this happened at on 111, 2012. And 111 okay, nice, is all about yeah. new, new beginnings, right? Mm. The wake-up call. And 2012 is the, is, was known as like the pivotal wake-up call for humanity. And we all got messages about what we should be doing on the planet in that year. Exactly. Yeah. So that was, that was the beginning of my awakening. Wow. Fantastic. Well, it's not quite so alien to me. You're talking to a woman who's just had a demon removed from her father, who he's had it all his life. And we just had to go through a process of basically removing it from him. So... Yes, I'm with you on demons, you know, <laughs> they exist, they're real. And actually, I'm seeing actually all, you know, a lot of this kind of lower level demon energy is being removed right now. It's almost like as we shift, you know, they're kind of wanting to, wanting to leave and wanting to kind of, you know, transition themselves. So yeah, wow, powerful. Yeah. And also just to speak into that a little bit, because, you know, so now with where I'm at and with what I've learned, mm. When you look at things through uh, unity consciousness, through a unity perspective, what I've seen and learned is that even what we call demons are really just angels in Halloween costumes. That's all they really are because they're, they're, they're there to teach us a certain kind of lesson and so that we wake up in a certain way. You know, so for example, you know, I, I had a client once who said he lived in a haunted house mm. and, he and he wanted to know about it. He's like, why were these hauntings happening? And when I tuned into it, I, I was like, well, for one, the main purpose that they served was to show you that the spiritual world does exist because had that not happened, mm. you, would, you would not believe it whatsoever. You would think it was bull. And he's like, yeah, that's accurate. I'm like, well, that was their purpose. They were angels in Halloween costumes giving you a bit of a fright so you could be like, this is real. And now look at the path you're on. Look what you're waking up to. Mm. If you get so, the lesson. <laughs> if you yeah if, if you if you can see the lesson through a positive lens if you could look at it if you could use the experience in a way that is in alignment with source when it doesn't seem that way mm, absolutely so a question i really want to ask you because obviously um you have really tapped into your gifts you know you've really leaned into them since that point obviously you now help other people open up their gifts 
And, you know, we are in this kind of great awakening period. You know, lots of people are interested in this whole magic, um, you know, next stage of their lives, you know, how they can, they can create their own heaven on earth. Um, can you kind of speak to our listeners? Because I know a lot of our listeners are on this path, the self-development path, and they're really looking to open up their psychic gifts and abilities. And like you said, it can be a bit kind of smoke and mirrors. You know, what would be your advice around the first sort of steps or things that people can do, practical things people can do that are listening to help them open up? Yeah, uh, definitely. So I'll give the first few practical steps that anybody can do. And so first and foremost, there needs to be a genuine desire to live your truth, period. Before we even get to spiritual gifts and psychic gifts, there, there has to be, you know, so, and when I say live your truth, I mean, if you know that you're a certain kind of person and, you know, you're in the wrong environment and you're meant for so much more, but you're staying small, like maybe you're a performer, maybe you're a, a, a speaker, whatever the case may be, there has to be the courage to own your truth because that becomes the seed that you're going to end up watering to that will later blossom into the truth of your gifts you know so step one is is always being willing to own your truth no matter what so sorry just like elaborate on that to me so be who you're supposed to be is that another way of putting that or how would you be who you're supposed to be um so for example you know in my case when i was younger I really wanted to perform magic for people. Mm. And I was terrified because I'd been so bullied. I didn't want to get rejected. I didn't want to get made fun of. And so I was so insecure and afraid that I just kept it inside for so long. And I, was, and I just tried to live without acting on that inspiration, without acting on that part of me that so wanted to just take a shot and do it. For fear of being kind of ridiculed or hurt. Or, and all of us have that stuff. That's like our inner child type stuff, isn't it? it, it Exactly. Yeah. You know, so for me, it was having the courage to perform for my first people, you know, it, and, it, and it could take any form. It might be, you know, you're at the job, you're, you're at a job that does not serve your soul. It drains you and mm -hmm. you really want to explore being a healer, as an example, you know, or a hypnotist. You, you need to have the audacity to live your truth in order to experience the blossom of the truth of your gifts and everything else. So that has to be a prerequisite. So being true to yourself is basically what you're saying is following, yes. following those dreams. Absolutely. Which is, you know, in my perspective, integrity, it's having integrity with yourself. Mm -hmm. And from there, if, when that seed of truth is planted, then it's about creating the correct soil for that seed, which is what I shared earlier of the sooner you let go of who you think you need to be, the sooner, sooner you become more of who you truly are. So what I mean by that is, if you think you need to be this serious, professional, proper, tough, guarded person because life did this, that, and the other to you, but really the true you is, is sensitive and playful and goofy and, flow, and full of flow, then the idea is to, and, and I give this as an exercise to people actually, is if you take a piece of paper and you draw a line down the middle, mm -hmm. and on the left side, you just mm -hmm. write down, who do I think I need to be? And on the right side, who I truly am. Nice. And this will take a few minutes and you just write down, you know, serious, uh, perfect, whatever those things are. You write them all down. And because of the beauty of duality, the second you write down who you think you, you need to be, you're going to immediately know who you truly are. And 
So you do this exercise, which brings the unconscious to the conscious. And then you have the opportunity to choose to let go of who you're not, what makes no sense to you. And there might be certain things that are hard to, harder to let go of than others because of self-judgment or guilt or whatnot. And, and that could take a little bit more work. But essentially, that is creating the soil. It's returning to your soul's radio station as opposed to your identity station, your ego station. And so that's the soil. That's mm. nice. That's that's a, that's a step or step two, I guess I should say. Makes sense, yeah. Yeah. Once that is there, then here's the very simple formula that will carry you from moment to moment for the rest of your life, which I share and many teachers like Bashar share is to be willing to act on your highest excitement and inspirations mm -hmm. and passions and joys at every moment that you can. And the idea is that is to understand that those feelings are the language, the feeling of your higher self. So anytime you feel excitement pulling you in a certain direction, even when your mind's like, no, but I have to do this first, but excitement's pulling you in a certain way, that's your higher self saying, hey, this mm -hmm. way, this way. And that's why every time we follow those things, it leads to synchronicity. It leads to us feeling like more of ourselves. It leads to um, our gifts coming online because we're watering ourselves with the, with the language of our higher self. So we're watering that seed. And if you simply do that for the rest of your life, which is exactly how I live my life, I don't do anything that's not intuitive or inspired. Mm -hmm. Zero. Mm -hmm. Same. Yeah, no exception. And by doing so, then you start to blossom yourself. And, you know, there's a powerful quote. Um, it says, the flower doesn't dream of the bee. It doesn't dream of abundance. It doesn't dream of opportunities. It blossoms and the bees come. And so this is very much the path to opening up your gifts is your only work is to blossom yourself by nourishing yourself with your inspirations, your intuitions, your excitement, so on and so forth. And so that is the beginning stages to how to begin to blossom your gifts and to attract to you everything you need, every teacher, every tool, every synchronicity that will help you from there. Mm, beautiful. You're, well, you're speaking to a convert. I teach that in my programs as well. Like, <laughs> and, and I think it's such a simple, beautiful concept, but you know, people do struggle with it you know, because it's kind of like, well, it feels selfish or guilty or I've been taught to do it a different way. But actually, moment to moment, if you're always doing that thing that is the most attractive, you know, you can use different words, different language for it. But what is it that you're drawn to in a moment to moment? Then you're on that optimal timeline. Yeah, absolutely. And, and a lot of people who have challenged following their magical feelings, their higher feelings, um, such as excitement and so forth, what I've noticed is they, ha they usually have subconscious beliefs in self-sacrifice, thinking that, you know, thinking that self-sacrifice is love, you know, like I need to, uh, I need to put myself last and do this for my kids mm, and for my lover and for my this and for, my, for that, not realizing that what, you know, while they are, you know, um, innocently being generous and caring with their love and their time, they're also teaching and being the example of self-sacrifice. You know, where, and if you're self sacrificing, that means you only have 10% of yourself to give to your loved ones. But if you were to follow your inspirations and excitement, excitement, that makes you feel like more of yourself so that you have more of yourself to give to your loved ones and so forth. And you serve as an example of self love. 
So sometimes it's just about rewiring our, our beliefs around these things. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and a very good point. And do you think that kind of ties into the psychic gifts and capabilities as well? Because, um, you know, personally, I'm somebody who's been following my highest excitement for a long time. And I'm just now starting, you know, my intuition's strong, but I'm, you know, I, I channel from a kind of unconscious perspective in a sense of when I'm talking or speaking, but no, I, I personally would like to open up more so I can channel, you know, like that, like you described that chapters. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, there's definitely different levels and layers, but I'll give you the number one thing that most people miss. And mm. I see this all the time. And the, the number one thing that most people miss is playfulness. Okay. They, they forget about the importance or, or just don't know about the importance fun. of playfulness and fun. And, and the reason being that your guides, your spirit itself is a very playful, creative frequency. And so if you're trying to approach it seriously, you're not on the same radio station. Sure. You know, so, so you can meditate all you want and do all the yoga and be, you know, be the vegan you want. But if you're doing so rigidly and seriously, you're kind of missing the point on some level. Right. And so a, a, a great help is to let the divine child in you free and approach things the way your inner kid would. You know, so to be playful, um, to be um, curious, and, and those frequencies will make a world of difference. Love that. Okay. So I reckon there's a challenge coming here. I reckon for people listening, it's like an inner child challenge. Let your inner child run free. Um, I personally am going to try that. I'm going to. Uh, adopt my inner, what would my inner child do in this situation and just like you said have fun with it all yeah absolutely you know i i, I had a conversation with someone um uh probably like a week or two ago it's a, a friend of mine who's in the tv world and when he first met me probably three four years ago he thought i was nuts you know talking about psychic stuff and ets he's just like i don't know about all that stuff and i gave him a hypnosis experience and, and that was it and recently he's done ayahuasca and he's been doing it a few times and he had his spiritual awakening and he called me on FaceTime and he was just like, he's like, you know, he's like, now I know you're not crazy. He's <laughs> like, I've been, I've been watching your videos and I'm loving all this spiritual stuff. He's like, but I find myself, you know, as much as I love doing plant medicine, I don't, I don't want it to be a crutch, but I also find that it's the only way I'm able to access certain worlds and my mm. guides and such, you know, what can I do? And so I kind of laughed a little bit. I'm like, cool. I'm like, well, do you want an experience right now? And he's just like, oh, yeah. And got, like, got, got in his seat. And, um, and basically what I told him is, I'm like, we're gonna, I'm going to lead you through an experience. The only thing I want you to do is to approach this experience with the spirit of play. That's we're going to do it. Um, no, I'm not over take. here. It, it'll, take, it'll, <laughs> it'll take time, but it is on my YouTube. Okay. <laughs> There's a video called how to connect to your spirit guides and angels on my YouTube. So I said, I'm like, all I want you to do is to approach it from the, from the spirit of play and, and I'll lead the rest. And so, so no being super concentrated or super focused or serious spirit of play and, and him and his mind, he's just like, there's no way this guy is going to give me an experience with my guides. We're going to need hours. Literally within 10 minutes, I had him connecting with his magic he ended up meeting his spirit guides, like seeing his spirit guides. He ended up seeing Yeshua, Jesus, who he got a gift from him. His heart burst open. He was in tears. All these <laughs> things happened within a matter of 10, 15 minutes. And he was just like, that was more powerful than ayahuasca. Wow. And, like, and, and this was all the power of play. 
Nice. And this video is on your YouTube. It's on my YouTube. Yeah. How to so, connect with your spirit guides and angels. Okay. So we will, we will put that in the show notes so guys can go and watch that. But that's, that's like an invitation, isn't it really? Like to see, <laughs> see what happens. Absolutely. Yeah. And cause, cause, cause you know, these things are besides being really cool and fun, it's our birthright, mm-hmm. right? This is our divine inheritance. We're remembering these things by remembering our playful nature. We remember our playful gifts. You know, and, you know, a lot of people, a lot of intuitives, even in psychics, they only really use their gifts for very mm, task-based things, you know, like question, answer, helping this person, you know, and that's great. That's, it's, you know, I, I use it for that as well. And I also just go there and I chill with my guides. You know, I'll ask them random questions. I'll tell them to take me to different worlds. I'll, I'll, I'll I like to learn from them. I like to be a student and, you know, so there's, you can literally play with them. And the more you play with them, the more you start to imbue yourself with that energy. So it becomes more and more effortless until it's your natural state, you know, which is what I always share is that channeling is your natural state. It's not, it's not a, it's not a special state in the way that people Mm -hmm. uh, perceive it. It's, Mm -hmm. it's our most, it's our most natural state of being. When we were, when we were children, we were constantly in the channeling state. You know, we were conditioned with a certain kind of analytical mind and we were taught to use it in a limiting, a limiting way, mm-hmm. you know, so that's where the challenge could come in for a lot of people. But ultimately, you know, our mind is just designed to be an empty space for our heart's visions. That's it. So would it be fair to say, as well as kind of following that excitement, it's also do this, do this, what's fun, you know, just enjoy life and just literally don't take life too seriously, you know, be playful. Absolutely. Life is a vacation. That's, that's how I see it. Where this is a really great long vacation. And so, you know, a lot of people might have the texture of life of, Oh, life is stress or life is work. You know, life is a vacation. And if you approach it that way, you know, think about it. Anytime you or any of us have gone on vacation and we go out of like, oh, I'm I'm so excited to go on this vacation and and we give it to ourselves. What ends up happening is we show up and all of a sudden there's all these synchronicities, right place, right time. Our room gets upgraded. Mm. We meet this person who ends up becoming a a friend and this, that, and the other. Mm, And we have this spiritual revelation, right? Mm. That didn't happen because you went on vacation. That happened because you gave yourself permission to treat life as a vacation. Nice. So there's so there's no reason why you can't do that on a moment to moment basis. Yeah, thank you. Something's gone clunk for me because actually I've had lots of people who've come through my Dharma program and they're like, whenever I travel, it just it flows. Everything's like amazing, and of course that's what's that's, that's what's happening. You know, they're yes. just following. They're doing whatever they like. They're not like, okay, it's work time, or okay, I need to do this. And exactly. So it shows you that you have access to that state. So you know that you can do it. You know it's possible. Mm-hmm. It's just about seeing the subtlety that actually created it, realizing it has nothing to do with the external place. It has everything to do with what you gave yourself permission to do. Mm, absolutely. Yeah. And also, like you said, that's keeping you in your highest vibrational state, isn't it? Because you're literally, you know, this is great. I'm loving what I'm doing. And so consequently, your vibration will, will be impacted by that. Exactly. Yeah. You know, and like you said, when it goes, you know, going back to excitement, you know, it's, it's just being willing to follow your excitement for excitement's sake. Mm. You know, it's not 
it's not following your excitement because it'll lead to this project or because it's going to have this result. Cause then you could get disappointed. Like what if it doesn't go that mm, way? No attachment. Right. No attachment. You know, it's, it's following excitement because excitement feels good. It lights you up. It makes you feel alive. And that's the only reason you ever need to follow your excitement and your, your magical feelings as they call them. Yeah. I love that. And it's almost like saying, well, look, I'm just here to have fun. You know, <laughs> that's why I'm here. I'm here to experience everything I can experience and have a bloody good time. That's it. And it, and it serves everybody. Not only does it serve to your gifts coming online and you feeling more like you, but it's, it serves your, your immune system. You know, the more joyful you of are, course, the more, yeah. the more it ups your immune system and you serve as an example of shine and people going like, Hey, what does that person have? Like, why, why are you so happy? Mm. You know, it's, and, and, and this is where it comes back to Like I always share with people who are looking for their purpose. I'm like, if you really want to know your purpose, the sun is your best teacher. You know, the sun's only purpose is to shine. And as a side effect, it helps people, it heals people, it inspires, brings joy, attracts its soul tribe, so on and so forth. Mm. It doesn't need to focus on helping people. It just shines. And as a side effect, it does those things. And so the same thing is true for all of us, you know, where even myself, I never focus on helping anybody. As funny as that might sound, it's I just... I just focus on my shine, which is another way of saying being the unique me as fully as I can be, as expressed as I can be. And as a side effect of doing so, people are attracted and they, and they, and they ask questions and then I get to just shine more, you know, and, and, it's, and it becomes that effortless and it, and it takes off the seriousness of thinking that you need to focus on helping people, which can bring you down a little bit where really you're just here to shine. Mm, I love that. Beautiful. Absolutely. And it's just a kind of a little tweak, isn't it? On kind of how we can probably are looking at things and viewing things at the moment. So it's just giving us permission to be ourselves. And like you said, follow this beautiful thread of excitement and fun through our lives. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Oh, David, thank you so much. Wonderful. Really, really like beautiful conversation. Thank you. <laughs> My pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> and how can my audience find you? How can they connect with you? Yeah, the best way to find me is uh, my website, which is www.livingmagic.life. Living and yeah, Living that Magic, like opposite it. of Living Struggle. <laughs> <laughs> and that's where you find all my products and services. And, um, and if you want to just connect with me socially, my Instagram is a great way, at lionism. And my YouTube, I, I, I give my best offerings on YouTube. That's where I, I'm the most generous because i have i'm able to go as long as i want so if you go on my youtube and you happen to subscribe and then hit the the, the bell icon um i spontaneously do live streams i never announce when i'm going to do it i just like to do it spontaneously when, it, when it's in your flow exactly it's when it's when it's inspired when it's in the flow and then you know and people will spontaneously join on and that's when i give um you know exercises and activations such as like how to connect with your spirit guides and angels and how to have sex with life and all these other things <laughs> <laughs> david thank you so much i really appreciate you coming on it's like a, such an empowering inspiring conversation i'm gonna go and play with my inner child and just you know you know, I think we can take life too seriously. I like, I know personally, like, I'm like, oh, I should work between this time and this time. And, you know, I, it's just do what you want to do, basically. Exactly. Treat it as a vacation. <laughs> so you hear, heard it first here, guys. You've got to go and live your living magic. Yes, live your magic. And you'll see it. It, it, take, it allows life to take on it 
take on a texture of your dreams, you know, because one of the things I always share is mm. your, your dreams are not a destination. They're a state of being. And so if you imagine what your dreams feel like, you'll imagine yourself feeling excited and happy and full of ease and inspiration. So we need to act on those feelings in order to embody the dream state and then manifest your dreams. Beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Thank you so much. <laughs> My absolute pleasure. Thank you for having me and thank you for listening. <laughs> and we will see you next week with another incredible guest on the Dharma Life podcast. Thank you so much for listening to the Dharma Life podcast. I do hope you enjoyed this episode. Please come over and say hello on my Instagram, our Facebook group. And also, please let me know what you thought. So if you are listening, please take a screenshot of the podcast that you are listening to. Tag me on Instagram and I will reshare your post. And please let me know what it is that you got out of today's episode. Remember, when we do our Dharma, we are happier, healthier, we live longer, and we have a deep sense of unshakable inner peace.